0: Everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Top 10 Show. I am John Roca.
1: I am Matt Nost, and we are excited to be here another week doing yes. the Top 10. That's right. For
0: you all who are listening and for you all who are watching. Uh, And thank you all so much. Matt, I hope I can speak for you as well. Thank you all so much for sending the wonderful comments you've been sending to us on social media and in emails thanking us for the show, for the content, promoting it. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, people ask, what's your favorite podcast to listen to? Apple Podcast asked that earlier today. And some people chimed in and said the top 10 show and tagged us on it, which is very kind of you. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. Our our thanks to uh all of you that, that do that week in week out it is fantastic it's nice to hear yeah. your voices out there uh yeah oh. I, i'm still uh, you know reeling from our pre-show talk <laughs> my brain is getting up to show speed you know happy good times
0: all right well let me help you a little bit uh, Well, I hope that helped a little bit. I hope it works.
1: You know, it got me thinking, you know, I never want to be a morning zoo show where we have drops and all that shit.
0: Oh, we would kill each other. It'd be the
1: yeah. worst. Well, but if if you could just I just like the opening, just the thank you for being a fan it just cuts. It's like, okay, thank you. I did need that. It's a little sting of happiness. Yeah. I'm a little are right now.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm, I think I'm gonna turn that into my ringtone because I, I just absolutely love what Andy play, did with that. And I played it for my girlfriend the other day because she's a massive Golden Girls fan, and she was like, "You know, normally I hate that kind of shit, but that was actually damn sweet and actually good." And I was like, "Yeah, it's, it a, yeah, it's a good it's song, great lyrics. Yeah,
1: it tells you it tells you what the show is about, and Andy mm-hmm. uh, pulls it off with a, a certain panache and uh, mastery."
0: Yeah, and so, shout out to you for those lyrics, Matt. Those are great lyrics. To fit. Thank
1: you very much. I yeah. appreciate that. Um, uh, yeah, so we're, we're going to get into things today. Uh, I think this is
0: a patron-inspired show. Uh, uh, They picked a topic for us, if I'm correct. Uh, Matt, who is the patron? Do you know who picked the topic for our show today?
1: It was Mr. Charles J. Clark. Oh, yeah. he J. Clark. chose the topic. And uh, we have his list to read at the end.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's um, first films in a franchise, right, Matt?
1: Yeah, we we made it so the franchise had to have three. Yeah, at least three. At least three. And then I had a secondary conversation with myself about franchises within franchises. I excluded those.
0: Yes, I did as well. I did as well. So straightforward franchises. So four, in my mind, does not count within the MCU. That's the way I looked at it. Yeah, I agree.
1: But then within, you know, like if you want to go Avengers, I don't know if you included the first one. Okay. That's where I was like, all right, well, I like other first in a franchise better. Yes. Than that Avengers. Mm-hmm. And I like other Avengers better than I, so I was just like, I'll exclude that one. That one I would include. You would say it's, it that could
0: one, be considered.
1: Yes. Qualifies I for me.
0: You. I got you.
1: And then I just looked at my list and I was like, it's an impossible. If this was a different version a different one of yes. these, Totally makes it for me.
0: This is a tough, tough list, man. I mean, I, it is fucking brutal. I know. I made some I had at least 35, which I was surprised about because I was like, oh, man, I hope I get to 12 or 15. By the time it was done, I was like, holy crap. Uh, yes. And then starting to make the cuts and then also kind of balancing out what's still versus what I it used to be versus how I still feel. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our lists are very personal to us. They are definitely the weak that we're doing that list. This is how we feel about our top 10. And then we combine it obviously, but like uh, that was a struggle for me as well. Back and forth, you know, it, it do yeah. I want to pop this movie on? Then it qualifies when I'm making the list. Do I want to pop this movie on? Then it qualifies. So it's a, that's kind of a, uh, my own internal discussion. I had myself for that. So yeah. it was a
1: I, I had roughly the same number on the side. And then mm. I winnowed it down to uh 14. Yeah. And it was like, these fourteen all deserve to make my list. If I'm, you know, some of them it's the pure rewatchability. It's the yeah. the height of the franchise. I wish they got back to this type of thing. Mm,
0: great point. Um,
1: and it's like, oh man, four, there are legitimately fourteen movies here. Yeah. So at that point, um, I just kind of splits like this one's kind of like this one, so I'll take that and blah blah blah. Same thing on the other. Right. No, no idea. I, I will, you know, on my personal list, it's just like, this was really difficult to do. So my 10, when we get into it, was just a... I think that, for its randomness, honors all of them somehow.
0: Yeah, and also, I was surprised at how many franchises I enjoy that I do, would not put their first film on the list yes. uh, because I don't think their first film is, the is best. that good, or is the best, or is that good, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, I mean, I think there was... And I'm sure there's one uh, there's one missing from my list. And I don't know if it's going to be on your list, but I know there's one missing from my list that people are going to go insane about. But like I I still like the movie and there's other movies where I'm just like, yeah, Uh, yeah, I like the other installments way better. Okay. Um, yeah, that kind of thing. So anyway, it just, it's just a fun list to compile. I know. Um, so, yeah. It's, it's fucking impossible. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what should be the title of the show. <laughs> it's, it's, this one is, it's, 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 it's fucking impossible.
1: Legitimately, I'm looking at my list now and looking at 10 and be like, does that 10 honor the rant? Does it really? Like, do I want to swap that out? Like, yeah. it makes any difference in my life whatsoever. <laughs> but I'm still looking at it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep it as is. But uh, mm. there's... There's a surprising number of legitimate candidates to make it. And then, yeah, yeah, as you brought up the first one's okay. It's the second or the third or how long it is. The seventh. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Could be hands down your favorite. And the first one's fine. Right. Uh, It
0: also, it also made me look at how many of over the last 10 years, how many franchises have not been started. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I didn't find a lot from the last 10 to 20 years that I necessarily wanted to put on my list. Certainly they were in contention and we'll we'll find out later if I did. But like, I wasn't sure initially because I was looking at this as like, well, there, like you said, Matt, there's franchises within franchises within mm-hmm. franchises in some of these things. And you're like, well, if you separate it out, you can't separate it out because it's connected tissue yep. to other films from other franchises or the overall franchise. So it makes it harder, you know,
1: to, 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 to it- include it another one we've never really done this before kind of talked yeah. about the construction <laughs> how we i like it though it's interesting eight hey, look it's a different way to you know yeah. the show for once yeah there's another one where the sequence of the franchise is now in its fourth decade oh yes decade
0: You're right and yes. it's like
1: well the first i'm only counting the first one it's like it's not even my favorite of that sub-franchise's run right right and then there's another sub-franchise and another sub-franchise and another and another. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was like, I'm starting at point A there. And it's just like, that's a no. Compared to the rest of this list, that's a no.
0: Yeah. And I'm also like, and uh, the other way I approach it is like, well, yeah. And maybe that's what you mean. Uh, like if there was already a popular version of the franchise yeah. earlier, but that doesn't hold up now to me, then I didn't include the entire franchise. Because yeah, exactly. to me, that's connected to all the way through.
1: Exactly. Even yeah. even if the storyline doesn't like all the characters, it's yeah. just like, yeah, but it's part of Right. Right. It would not this new version you're trying to include there, whoever we're speaking to in the ether right now, and you know who you fucking are. That's right, you do. Would not exist if it weren't for the previous version that actually started this franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Because the cinematic versions would not have been so thorough. Yeah, it it was like I'm not gonna that seems like cheating to me, so I'm not gonna do yeah. it.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Uh, anyway, all right. So should we get into this, or do you want to spend a little more time jibber-jabbing?
1: You know, why don't we just do everything backwards, and we'll start at the top of our list? <laughs> and we'll work down to 10. It just I don't explain the rules of the show until the very end. Until the very end. The very end. Anyway, so Matt, you want to tell them how the show works? No problem. Once John and I, and I just go right into it. It's brilliant. Five years of I this. Why it. not? You know? <laughs> The world's upside down right now. Why shouldn't this show be? <laughs> so we're just going to we'll compile our list now. <laughs> yep, go ahead and compile this. Would We're done in t- 12 minutes.
0: Uh, and then we'll tell you how we
1: got to this. <laughs> <point>. Yep. <laughs>
0: so uh, this will be the first in a franchise of this of this particular franchise of the top 10. Just,
1: and trust me, there uh, would be no sequels to this franchise. They would hate it? No, they would hate it. And they the producers would, would go, go, we need to go back to the original version because that made money. People enjoy that. <laughs> Oh,
0: oh, oh, sorry, anyway. All right, let's get into
1: this. (laughs) Once we set a topic, we go our personal ways and create individual top ten lists. Show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one apiece. Once we have revealed our personal top ten lists, we create the shows between the two of us.
0: Boom. Wait, before you start, I'm sorry. I meant to ask you this before we started. I don't get a lot of time with you, NBA-wise. So can we take five minutes? Five minutes. Real quick, or even two minutes, which is the bigger upset? The Blazers beating the Lakers game one or the Magic beating the
1: Bucks game one? You don't view the Magic as the Magic beat the Raptors game one last year. Right.
0: So you think so? That's basically fool's gold. You think the Blazers one is a more convincing upset?
1: Unquestionably. Okay. Okay. Just because when you watch the Lakers, LeBron gave you 23 points. Either seventeen boards and sixteen to six assists, or sixteen boards and seventeen assists. But
0: I think it was seventeen boards, sixteen. Yeah, assists. I think it was, so.
1: So do I. Yeah. Stellar game. Yes. Anthony Davis shot for shit behind the three point arc. Was was great in the restricted area and got to the line a lot. So it ultimately gave you a game. They got shit else from the rest of the roster by and yeah. large. Guys came in for like little moments here and there, but. KCP was 0 for 9, I want to say. Dwight wasn't much of, you know, a help. JaVale was not out there all that much.
0: Danny Green didn't do much.
1: Yeah, no, he's continued his cold streak by and large. It was a little bit better than some of his games, but it's Mm -hmm. been what Danny Green's been so far in the bubble. Caruso was fine. Kuzma was fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: With Portland, they've been in the playoffs now. This is game, that was game 10 for them in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, basically. Yeah, Yeah, basically. Yeah.
1: So they're at playoff speed right now, and the Lakers are not. Can the Lakers catch up? LeBron's 35. You still have to believe that him and AD is such good top-tier talent that if they can get one other dude to get some buckets, they're going to win out. Uh, But
0: can – it's great to watch, man. I know, dude. I, I, I'm, I've become a Blazers fan, uh, over the last Yeah. I mean, watching that, watching Dame and the way he plays and the fact that no matter how much he does, he still thinks he's disrespected in the league. I think it's incredible. Yeah. He carries. Yeah, I guess you're right. He carries that, uh, that, a uh, 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 chip on his shoulder, uh, and going into this game. I love it. I love how motivated he is in this series. Uh, another team I've been enjoying is Miami dude, Jimmy Butler. And what they're doing in Miami is, is very sweet, dude. And, I think if there's any team that's going to give Toronto fits, it feels like Miami will, more than Boston or anybody else in the East. Uh,
1: You know, it remains to be seen. Miami still relies on a young group of people. But, you know, Kendrick Nunn, after starting 59 games or so in the regular season, has not played a minute in the first two games because Dragic has been elevated to the starter. Right. And Jimmy Butler is hitting threes. He's a 26% shooter during the regular season. He went two, for two last game and two for two this game, I believe. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. Duncan Robinson just blew up. You know, he can give you that. Yeah. Tyler Harrow had a good game. Tyler's uh, playing well, yeah. yeah. Bam wasn't, you know, he didn't give you much on the offense, but he's still Bam, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, But the Pacers, I never really gave him much of a chance. Sabonis, you know, had, he has plantar fasciitis, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Oladipo got poked in the eye in the first game and only played 8 minutes and was out the rest of it. So now Brogdon and TJ Warren, you have to get us all our buckets and hopefully Miles Turner can put in on some on the side. Yeah. That's a recipe for disaster. This yeah. game, they still had Oladipo back. It's bonus opens up their offense. So without him, yeah. they're not as effective as they could be. The drop off in defensive uh, you know, integrity so to speak of the the defense when he's in and Turner's out is nowhere near the offensive output that he provides. The differential yeah. between was like 7 or 8 points. Yeah. in the positive on his offensive. So, yeah. you're going to Miami's good. Everybody buys into the culture. That's scary. Yeah. Uh it's is one of
0: these coaches is gonna, that when he retires, I hope people are going to be able to look back on this guy's career and actually give him a proper assessment, you yeah, know? Well. I mean, he he's had situations sure with LeBron, and Wade, like Wade taking him to a title, negotiating the the, the Wade, LeBron, bosch thing, and then post LeBron what he's been able to do. You can't doubt the guy's talent as a coach, yet hardly anybody ever mentions him as one of these great coaches currently coaching in the NBA. It's frustrating.
1: I mean, he's in the mix. He was especially uh, the past couple of years because he took a team of disparate parts. Yeah. A bunch of which are now no longer on the team, not a bunch of them, but a decent amount. Yeah. Um, you know, Deion shit is now on the Lakers. Right. Uh, and still were <laughs> relevant in the East. Yeah. Yeah, it's another Lakers problem. I don't trust Deion Waiters. Even Hell he no. Tried- he played well in the bubble, but everybody yeah. that's you know singing his praises like, have you ever watched Dion Waiters? Like, well,
0: this—that's the system, right? I'm like, this is what LeBron's been doing for like four or five years now. Let me pick up these castoffs, let me put them on a team, and they'll come through occasionally for me. I'll handle the rest. Mm-hmm. But certainly didn't work last year. And it—it it, it, yes, they get to the playoffs as you with Anthony Davis, but they look—they've looked completely lost. Since the bubble stuff, and everyone's been saying, oh, you know, they'll figure out. They'll turn the switch on. But if they go 2-0 to the Blazers, I think this series is D-O-N-E done, man. I, I, just, I think, don't think they have the spirit to play together the way Blazers, the Blazers seem
1: to. Oh, yeah. The Blazers definitely have Umbutu mm. from the Celtics <laughs> in the mid-2000s in the early 2010s. Uh, yeah. They, right. There's a, a camaraderie there. They're a band of brothers right now. Yeah, um, you can feel full it full on watching. and the beauty with Dame is so when D'Angelo Russell, when he played for the Lakers in his rookie season, he hit this last second three point shot and he turns around and he starts slapping his uh left arm at the you know where it bends yeah. on the vein, like a junkie saying ice water in my veins. And I found it so just arrogant. You've only yeah. done that once. Right. And when Dame does it, it's like it is Dame time. Watch this. Yeah. I believe it. He was dancing in game 1 because yep. two short came on. And he's from Oakland and he just kind of for about 3 4 seconds. That's how Lumpy is. <laughs> yeah. Cuz he didn't score until late into the game in the second half. It was into the right. fourth quarter. But you still believe it when he goes up when he, you know, rises up from the three point, doesn't matter where it is, yeah. I think there's a better than league average chance that's going in. So that makes that a good shot. That's
0: Dude, that's bananas. When they were down to the nets and I almost texted you because we had had a conversation, we'd recorded the show earlier that day and I almost texted you. I was like, um, "Shit, the Nets are up by ten. The, the pressure's getting to them." And it, but when Dame walked across the mid court and just launched that three and nailed it, I, I yep. literally yelled out loud. At my girlfriend, she's like, "What is going on?" I am like, uh, "I just uh, Dame time,
1: Dame time, yeah." And, I, time. and, I,
0: and I knew they were going to win the game as soon as he popped that three. I was like, "This game's over, man. They're down, hey, but man, this game's over."
1: I love it. the The Nets had nothing to play for. Nothing there doubling dame at half court every time he's bringing the ball up like it's a fucking high school game they're doubling him and he afterwards he's like dude they doubled me every time he has to do a jump pass either Nurkic or cj out on the wing or gary trent is or, or carmelo whoever else is out there with it but that's the best five man they've got yeah um yeah no they're they're good dame can shoot threes cj can shoot threes carmelo can shoot threes gary trent so far in orlando has been better than his you know, history shooting threes and everybody's saying this is for shooters. This is a shooter's gym. So only helping him Nurkic has been pretty damn good for having a year off. Yeah. Yeah, It just after that their second unit rotation is slim. Is yeah. super slow.
0: Yeah. So you hope they can maintain it. We'll see, but the playoffs get tight. You know the rotations get tight. You know that. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully they can stay together. All right. Anyway, thank you for that. I just wanted to have a little quick conversation about it. All right, let's jump into the show, brother man. What do you got? Uh, once again, this is first films in a franchise. Uh, what do you got at number 10, man?
1: Uh once again, so 10 could be any of four. Sure, sure. For me, I chose the naked gun.
0: Oh, that's a great choice, you son of a bitch. That is a great choice. Because uh,
1: uh, It is to me so far superior to the next two that I don't, the next two being as bad as they are and especially three doesn't depreciate my experience of watching that every time. I love it. Every time all the stupid jokes and just the straight face over and over and over again. (laughs) I mean, from, from jump street. And the best part is if you don't much care for a joke, it doesn't matter. There's another joke coming.
0: Yeah, just be patient. There's another yeah. joke
1: coming, yeah. And the dumbest of jokes are told with the straightest of faces. And, it, I mean, these super serious actors having to react in these situations. And the nice thing is, it's Leslie Nielsen before he started playing for the laughs.
0: Right, right. Before Dracula Dead, Loving It, before yeah. Spy Hard, before these other films came along where you realized... Kind of like a, 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 you know, an alternate Liam Neeson who understood, hey, all these action films, I can actually be the star in my sixties. Uh, Leslie realized, oh, these dumb spoof films, I can make a career out of just playing these characters yeah. consistently now. This late in my career, yeah, yeah.
1: Hey, turn into a modern day Stooge, kind of, yeah, yeah. You know, it's facial like it went from Great he point. was the center of and like things happened around him. Yeah, like, when he stabs the fish in uh, Ricardo Montalban's office. <laughs> yeah. And he's trying to play that off. If that's done years later, he's got a big stupid face. Right. And there's way more of a physical element to it. The jokes, yeah. the dumb jokes got dumb. Right, right. Um, as opposed to they're trying to do a lot of dumb jokes, but some of them are really smart.
0: Yeah, I agree. And
1: yeah. Uh, I just, I know, watch oh, that's again. a nice beaver. Thanks. I just got it stuffed. That is a terrible joke. But somehow they're both doing it. They deliver it so well, so innocently that it so works well <laughs> over and over again. With the uh, oh. the guy that he's trying to get information out of, and it's like I don't quite remember. And he's got to give him a twenty, and he's yeah. like, oh, man, "It's, not, it's not quite ringing a bell." And he's got to give him another twenty, and then he answers a couple of questions, and then the 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 guy that was getting bribed asks a question, and then Leslie Nielsen's like, "Not quite sure about that." <laughs> so he's got to give the money back to him, and he's like, well, "I'm still a little hazy." <laughs> That's genius. It is. It's. Uh. Yeah. It takes a certain vaudevillian timing to be yeah. able to pull that joke structure off and not everybody can do it. Yep. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think Scary Movie was like the last one of those that still worked. And then okay. it was had not been good since, I don't think, any of those kind of spoof, yeah. funny, parody things. Because they play for the jokes rather than the humor of the moment. They play for the joke. Yeah. And that kills
1: Sometimes it. Sometimes it's pushing the story along. And other times it's just a stupid joke because they could fit it in there. Mm-hmm. Like the same sex and they have body... Full body condoms,
0: yeah, Yeah, full body condoms. So dumb, yeah,
1: right. (laughs) But at the same time, it's like, well, we can sneak in a stupid joke right here, yeah. Why not? It doesn't hurt the overall product because they're just going one after another after another, exactly. Uh, all right, what's your number nine, man? Strike two. The dance is behind the end of the game, calling everything a ball. People are like, it's Enrico Palazzo, (laughs) Enrico Palazzo. Uh, my number nine, um, (laughs) this is a pure rewatchability. Sure. The hunt for red October. All
0: right. I'm going to let you get away with that one.
1: How, how am I not getting away with it? They switch characters, they switch actors that automatically
0: kills it as a franchise.
1: That, that also stopped me from taking from the other one that's been around for five decades or six decades at this point. Me too. Me too. Because they switch. Yeah. But I'm saying that one, if you're going to choose the one, you have to choose the first one because that started the franchise. Sure, sure, sure. So this then solidifies that role. Right, I'm choosing the right. first one. There wouldn't be a sum of all fears if there wasn't a hunt for Red October.
0: There wouldn't still be one coming if there wasn't Hunt for Red it, October. There wouldn't exactly. even be a Tom Clancy series or a Jack no. Ryan series on uh, Amazon Prime.
1: Precisely. Um, okay. all of this comes from the genesis of this film franchise. I may not like of the resulting products as much yeah. as the original, but I fucking love the first one. Fair enough, and oh, I watched the living Hell out of it, and uh I brought it up on numerous lists and uh, I don't know what at this point what I can say about Red October <laughs> that I hadn't said before, but That's it's awesome.
0: damn good. it's damn good. check it out if you haven't seen it I and mean, there's a, a lot to still explore in that film, and a lot that seems uh still seems topical uh as we s- slip into another cold war going on essentially uh at least for those of us who you know who understand what's actually happening um uh, anyway, yeah, really great film. do you want to say anything more? <laughs>
1: Is this J-Anon? Is that what you're... This is your own... <laughs> if you're bringing this out? What else you got? What's going... What's the Shadow War that... Uh, hold on. I'm going
0: to get on 4chan in just a minute. Hold, hold on. <laughs> the Wheat Thins are really about... No, no, no. Do you
1: have an Outlaw Discord server? And this yeah, is
0: all... Totally. There, there's, a out, there's an O-Anon. There's an O-Anon. That's completely
1: separate. Good for you. And you guys... So you know the real deal... <laughs> Which Uh, is the postal workers are cannibals. Yes. And they're eating our mail.
0: They're eating our mail, dude.
1: On top of it's only a matter of time before they come for us. It's true. We we didn't say anything when they took our mail. You (laughs) know what I mean? Now there's no mail left to say anything when they came for me.
0: That's right. When they came for my flyers, when they came for my my mailers. uh or my beth Bath what beth beth Bath and beyond uh, uh coupons 20 percent off coupon yeah they came for my coupons and not $10. about not not off the first not off one item but 20 percent off the entire order when they came for that you then know it's
1: crazy is, uh, i i i've been there until i got older and, and had yeah. you know longer-term girlfriends and all that shit i never went to oh, outside of, of like one christmas i can't think of a Christmas gift. Maybe I'll go to Bed Bath and Beyond. Maybe they'll have like I don't know. I don't even know if I went in for that. Right. And to find out the scams that women run on Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh yeah. It's utterly like the no the return policy. You can bring it back without a receipt at any time. You're like, are you I, fucking kidding me with this? Yeah,
0: oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: And they all say it with such certain fact. Like oh yeah, they used to. They changed their policy though. Like there's this. I've heard that lament from more than one woman and be like, this is just a cabal of. Women scamming this huge corporation. I guess good for you. They didn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: a fair uh, point. And I fucking had it.
1: no idea that that was. Mm-hmm.
0: I could see where that would lead to bad things. Lindley pulled out like ten coupons one time, and she was just like, "What do we need it for? Are we getting a? Whole, are we getting more than one thing? Or are we getting a bunch of things? Uh Because yeah, we you can
1: coupons." I know. I, I've seen it before too, and you're like, "Jesus Christ!" It's like a little, a little weird heroin. Yeah.
0: Um, You're like, I just wanted a towel, man. I just wanted a towel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, all right. So uh, that's your number nine. What's your number
1: eight? My number eight. So this is where the list gets near impossible. Okay. Just because they're all kind of classics in right, one right. regard. Or the other. Like Humphrey Red October, a Das Boot is a better sub movie. Sure, 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 sure. It, it is. A franchise. But within the context of all these others, it's like they're kind of their defining yeah. of that genre on some level. Okay. So I, I just went by number of viewings in essence. Okay. At this point, except for number one. Okay. So eight for me is alien. That's a punt. Okay. Totally, yeah. totally legitimate.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Totally get it. Uh, the, My number 10 is not going to be on your list. I know that. It's uh, Superman 1978, that version. Um, oh, 10. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, once again, How many times do I really go back and watch it? And it kind of has... I kind of don't go back and watch it that often, but I still think it merits being put on my list. I think uh, three years ago, maybe it's higher. But at this point, when I made the list, it's 10. I don't run back to watch it that often much anymore because of the glut of superhero films. Superman now becomes uh, one of many where it used to be this like standout thing that to be revered, uh, it is now been essentially copied over and over again and i don't mean like the actual m- movie itself i mean the idea of making a good superhero movie that is now more often than not the case and because mm-hmm. it is it's kind of lost some of the magic for me in its exclusivity so not in its okay. not in its quality or its content in its exclusivity so that's the thing i i turned to other uh superhero movies before i turned to superman and superman used to be the one i did turn to the most uh, back yeah. in the past, so yeah, but great film. I've you know we've spoken about it many, many times, or I have, and and uh, uh, with uh, Christopher Reeve, of course, Margot Kidder, Glenn Ford, great stuff. Still works, still uh, has uh, some great uh, pieces, some moving situations. Of course, Brando tries to ham it up at the beginning. If you haven't watched it in a while, certainly you can go and appreciate that. Um, but you know, it's still one of those ones that people turn to as one of the greats, and I think it, re- it deserves to be on the list. So there's number ten uh then my number nine unless you want to say anything about it I,
1: well it solidifies my hunt for red october argument that you took umbrage with why because it's a different actor that plays them now and you went back to the original it's the same thing with hunt for red october mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, but the thing. there's been a smallville tv show there's been a so you don't like a bunch of the resulting products but this if there was no this then there wouldn't be all these others
0: Sure. But, you know, but I think with the hunt for October thing is more a matter of like, that was a strain they were going to follow. And then by the recasting, they went in a completely different manner, like because that's a younger, younger Jack Ryan than the older Harrison for Jack Ryan. So there were potential to be different, completely different franchise films with uh baldwin than there was with harrison ford that's my only that's the way i look at it but i you know i'm not, I'm not it's our list so you know i'm not gonna fault you for putting it all there but with superman they actually pursued that with christopher reeve for four films and it was yeah. horrific after the second one as it kept going you know as opposed to you, you ever, know tom welling or whatever his name is yeah you
1: ever seen the uh interview with reeve when he's promoting that on letterman no Interesting. so in essence, the question is, and I don't remember the specific phrasing, but right. the gist of the question is, what was it? Did you enjoy working with Marlon Brando? But I think Letterman puts it out more, a little bit more pointed, knowing yeah. what Reeve is going to say. And he's like, no, it was kind of sad. You know, this is a guy that we've been looking up to as young actors all these years. And he was a pioneer. And to see yeah. him show up on set and just not care and not it just phone it in, in essence, it was wow. sad to watch. And I expect I was hoping for more from him. Yeah, wow. it was the most honest and earnest. In no way did you look at him going, you high horse.
0: Right, right, right.
1: You know, motherfucker. Like, who are you? Even if you didn't like <laughs> Brando's performance, like some young upstart. But he was so genuine. Yeah. That you're like, wow, he was ahead of the curve. Everybody else was still kissing Brando's ass for another 15 years. Right, right. So right, much right. so that the parody of Larry King on SNL became Brando riding him around like a donkey. <sighs> and, like doing, and it was so hyperbolic. But when they do those interviews, Brando could do whatever the fuck he wanted to. Of course, of course. Larry King ate it up just like everybody ate up Brando's BS. And he knew it. Yeah,
0: That's the thing. Brando always knew it. I mean, if you read the biographies on him, he was always aware of how famous and popular he was and how charming he was and how much people he could control people to do certain things because he he knew they would because of his fame, because of his legacy. Uh, And he abused it. So fuck him. Um, My number nine then is uh, Rocky. Okay. and i really wanted to put it higher but i you know i i i think this is a good film certainly one i go back to and enjoy but it's not like rocky 4 or Cre- even creed or creed 2 which is slowly becoming one of my favorite rocky uh, films in the rocky franchise rather uh, and creed does not count because it's connected to stallone it's yeah, connected it so that's that's in the legacy of the franchise in my opinion it does not count yeah. as a as a one or or a first film or whatever. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's still, holds up. It's still a fantastic tale of an underdog going through what he has to go through, questioning himself all the way up until the end. uh, And then almost pulling off the upset uh, at the end there as well. And then a beautiful love story with him and uh, uh, Adrian at the end there. So it's fantastic stuff. Anything you want to add to that?
1: No, I was hoping it would make your list. Hmm. I may not be a fan of it, but. The fact that it is generally regarded as I mean, it won a fucking Oscar, for Christmas. It won Sinks. the
0: best picture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. And it took this guy, vaulted him from softcore porn and doing.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm not slagging off on the guy. No, no, he was no. trying to get work, and that's what he chose to do. And he was, you know, right. he was becoming an actor, and that was a, a part that he could get. That's yep. so be it. Yeah. Uh, so it it deserves praise. It's just never Rocky Ford to me is the apex of. Of Rocky Mountain, it's not even close.
0: <laughs> I still haven't
1: seen Creed two yet. It's actually good, man. Give it a chance. Creed <laughs> one was so and he had one professional fight, and then suddenly he gets to fight the heavyweight champion of the, like. So that hey, Rocky that makes sense. Yeah, but they set that up fucking. day. They went for a complete unknown, and they're taking him as a name and billing it on the name. And I'm like, I I believe I buy the complete unknown because it's the 70s, right? And everybody knew boxing was corrupt. And it was also like a journeyman fight type of thing because boxers fought more often as opposed to the huge paper of uh, view events now. Like when Joe Lewis would go over to Europe and he would just kick a German's ass. And then two weeks later, he's over in Italy and he kicks an Italian's ass. And he goes up to England and he kicks an English guy's ass and goes over to Ireland. And then he comes back home and it's just like he's fighting every month or a different world as opposed to now where you got to build up months of hype. And like, he's got a name. I I know what you're going for. It just seems so implausible. but So two was better? Rocky 2
0: oh no, no Creed two no, no, yeah I, I think it is I, I think, uh, no I don't think it's better I think it's just as good but in a different way okay. uh, and I li- and I like the training montage better in two than I do in Creed one because okay. in Creed one it's a, it, it's too evocative of Rocky whereas Creed two is kind of establishing its own voice okay. uh, and I appreciated that and and the drago stuff is fucking great. The dragout stuff is fucking great. So I was, and I, I, they could have easily played it for cheesiness. And I think in Stallone's hands, it would have been played cheesy, even though he did write the script. I think the way Stephen Cable Jr. directed it, it played it. It played the menace that was bubbling under the surface between old rivals, as opposed to like, Hey, let's make quick jab jokes at each other, you know, which I think Rocky sometimes does. Uh, no <laughs> offense to Sylvester Stallone. Uh, All right. So then my number eight, uh, is the born identity.
1: It was a tough, that's part of that four of like, Mm -hmm. shit, man, what do I do? What do I do with this? Yeah. It's on the side along with another one that I couldn't believe I cut too, but I just did.
0: There's one I cut that I was like, I I try to talk myself into it so hard. And at the end I'm like, no, I just can't put it on there. Um, I do love the born identity, man. It's such a great, great film, such a tight film. Uh, I think it's Doug Lyman directed that one and you've got uh, Matt Damon, you got uh, Fem- uh, Fem- uh Frank Franka Potent uh and everything that happens but those close quarter fights are so incredible and the cool. mystery of it all is is so enticing when you're watching it and it all still works I mean you watch it now and it's still a pretty badass movie um that has that kind of pseudo love story bubbling uh, under it as well that uh, that works um uh and so i just i, I enjoyed the hell out of it
1: um yeah it came down to a rewatch so it's like i know i watch hunt for red october more it's nothing against born i watch born a lot yeah but I, uh i think i go back for some of my favorite scenes at this point but i'd be happy right. to sit down and watch it at any point it was a tough cut i was like damn yeah. this is this list is brutal yeah it so hints the list. eclecticness of naked gun is just like i don't know it's the weird anomaly in all this and somehow right. that because of that it, yeah. it made it okay i have no fucking clue but yeah boy i did it like when the dude swings in through the class and they're fighting <laughs> in the apartment and he takes that ballpoint pen and jams it between his knuckles yeah yeah he's, he's at the embassy and he takes out like seven guards at once and it looks doesn't look bullshit nope it looks badass it does
0: yeah i love it man
1: it looks yeah, completely it. legitimate and then it goes right to that car chase after that which looked real as shit yeah and uh over and over and over again they just kept stacking the reality and it opened up like there wouldn't be a take-in and a bunch of these other fra- franchises if matt matt damon hadn't shown hey a regular dude can do this action yeah
0: yeah and it vaulted damon into another stratosphere yeah. being in this film you know he'd done these kind of independent films and talented mr ripley and all this kind of stuff good will hunting what have you but it wasn't until he burst into born the born identity that was like holy shit he can do this uh, yeah he became a massive star
1: you Would have done more adjustment bureaus, yeah, right, which is not a bad film, but no, this, in my opinion, but it's this is fine. But I'm just yeah. saying, like, those weird now seem like anomalies in the course of his career,
0: very true, very, uh, very true.
1: Um, all right, what do you have at number seven? My number seven is The Matrix,
0: uh, slight punt, okay, slight punt,
1: totally justifiable,
0: yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, my, man.
1: my number six is Jaws. Do you not think about Jaws? Shit. Shit. That's where number one is good. I could give a no. fuck all about all the rest. But number one is, and Jaws should be top five, but it's like, I know I watch these others more. That's the only reason it's at six for me.
0: I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get rid of Superman, man. I can't, I can't.
1: Where are you putting Jaws?
0: I I would have to put it there at uh, at above uh, uh, uh. Mm, at six i'd have to yeah i have to put it it's it's uh no it's uh it's hold on if i get rid of it damn it uh i
1: hope i don't have to go through this again
0: um no it's at seven so it still fits within what you're talking about so let's talk yeah go ahead
1: okay did you bump your seven down so we got to go back for it
0: Oh, good point. Mm, That's fine. Just, yeah,
1: we're you your doing your now eight and your six. Yeah, yeah, years. yeah, yeah.
0: That's fine. Yeah, let's do that.
1: Um, yeah. So, yeah. Jaws. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they just came out with a 4K of it, and it's so beautiful, man, and just as scary, just as unsettling. <laughs> he
1: looks even more realistically lifeless.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, just the, the, just the. But then, of course, as you're watching it in a pandemic. Everyone is making the connections to what that movie is telling you that people will do. You know, I mean, yeah. like, we watch that movie and we're like, okay, it's the jaw, jo- it's the it's the shark, and it's the guys going after the shark. That's a basic idea about the movie. Yeah, and yes, there are the the Amityville residents or Amity Island residents who are like, you know, we got to open the beaches, we got to make money. And you're just like, to you, that's like, oh yeah, they're stupid for doing that, but you know, you get it. In a pandemic, you watch those scenes and you're like, yep, Americans would do that. This is no longer a movie. It's real life.
1: It's well, It's basically the dramatic version of Naked Gun when Wesley uh, Leslie Nielsen is standing in front of all the fireworks that are exploding and that huge yeah. thing. Nothing to see here, folks. Nothing to see here. Move along. That's the mayor out on the <laughs> beach like, nothing back. Guys, yeah. we're open. Yeah. Because the business interest and we rely on. The tourist dollars for the rest of the year.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, and and just like a political leader, he didn't give a shit till someone in his own family was affected. Remember, he doesn't sign those papers to close the beaches till he says my 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 son or my nephew was out there. Yeah, uh, with the shot, and he's like shaking. Uh, and it's un- that's the thing. See, when people can uh, remove themselves from situations uh, because they don't, they're not personally affected by it. But when the person affected, all of a sudden, the, the now, it opens up. You know,
1: if that individual still maintained their course and be like, as tragic as this is, I still think the one death is better for the overall mm-hmm.
0: justifiable
1: for the greater health of society at large. Yeah, then it's a conviction and an ideal, right? And not you just can, hypocrisy.
0: It doesn't. You, you don't necessarily respect it, but you certainly can be like. At least he's consistent.
1: Exactly. At yeah. least he's honoring his ideals. Yes. Right. It's right. like when when President Carter was asked when he was campaigning the, uh, at the debate. Yeah. He didn't believe in death. Uh, the death penalty. Yeah. Death, death penalty. And asked a question about death penalty. It's kind of one of those of even in that hypothetical situation, I still have to maintain my convictions. Yeah. And it hurt him, but respectful of like, even if I don't agree with you, you're standing by. So I have an idea of what your belief structure is.
0: Yeah, yeah. As
1: opposed to some wishy-washy asshole that changes his opinion every five seconds because it suits them at that moment.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, Yeah. So fuck you, Mayor at Ammyville. <laughs> there is a junior megalodon patrolling your yeah. fucking beaches and only has a taste for human flesh.
0: Yeah. Just roaming around.
1: Yeah. Just out there. Just like, Bring it on. Like some Greek monster that they would be on the edge of a map. <laughs>
0: like, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a great point. On the edge of It is.
1: Map. It's just like if something like that was lurking out there, we don't get in the water. That's yeah. just, it's that simple. It's that True. simple. True. Dinosaurs came back. Like if those those giant octopus were roaming around the surface near mm-hmm. land, we wouldn't. Yeah. You just don't go out. Exactly. You just, just don't go out. Even if you're not your their favorite meal, you could easily be a meal. So. Yeah. What if they're just really hungry that day? And just like, hey, fuck it. I'll eat this off-brand. You know what I mean? I'll eat the, uh, the off-brand Oreo. What is the The hydroxy?
0: Oh, those are terrible.
1: Exactly. It's not as good as what I'm looking for. Maybe a seal or something.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like a shark would be doing. But this one would be, it doesn't have as much fat, so it doesn't taste as good. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but... Yeah. Yeah, fair. So, I mean, Jaws is... Sadly, a parallel to modern life in America. It's, a, it's very true. Good times in <laughs> the quarantine. That's my new depression era <laughs> spiritual that I'm coming out with. Guys, I look like for it. that.
0: It's dropping soon.
1: Yeah, I'm well, going to well, sing that into a can and record it on a fucking... Uh... Right, my mind is tired.
0: It's like, oh, brother. It's like, I a picking and a singing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> all right, what's your sixth then? Let's move on. Uh my that was my six. Oh, that was your six. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. So then my seven, uh, because that was my seven and es- essential. Oh, so Jaws is my seven, but my eight, which would have which was my seven, is Star Wars A New Hope.
1: Okay, that's a punt.
0: Okay. Uh, and then my six now uh is X-Men.
1: 2000.
0: Okay. Good on you. Yeah, man, I love that movie, dude. And it's uh it's a we we revisited it a few weeks ago on the Geek Buddies, and it's like as I was looking at it, you know, everyone points to Superman or points to Batman 1998. But X-Men 2000 is what really ushered in this age over the last 20 years of superhero movies. Because if that movie doesn't work and the second one isn't just as good, if not better, I don't think their studios look at this as as, as viable of a genre as uh, they, as they they as it turned out to be. I think they look at it and they go, yeah, didn't work. They tried it, didn't work. But this coming together, I mean, especially the way it came together, huge. It launched Hugh Jackman, who was a nobody before he got this role. Yeah, uh, Patrick Stewart. It put people. Put, put, it finally let people let go of Picard, and mm-hmm. move on that Patrick Stewart is not that only. Um, it also uh, brought in, uh, you know, Halle Berry does she a decent job as Storm, and but, but he's got all. But Famke Jansen's so good as yeah. uh, as Jean, as Jean. James Marsden's good as Scott. Uh, summers and you've got Sabretooth in this thing you've got ray park in this thing rebecca romaine yeah, and a pack one right and then ian mckellen uh who you know people had kind of seen in in various things this is where you got to see what he could do and then mm-hmm. eventually of course lord of the rings what a year later or something like that so it's like it's incredible or that year i think it's incredible it's, what is that right or 2001
1: i thought it was a year or two after
0: Okay, maybe, uh, but it's incredible what they were able to do with this movie and make it work and make it interesting, make it fun, and make money doing it. Uh, and I know Brian Singer is persona non grata and should be uh, in in Hollywood, but that movie is still a powerful movie for me, and it's one I go back to to watch and enjoy many, many times um, because of what they're laying, because of what they're laying the groundwork for years. And people are still filmmakers, producers, creators, and here we go again with. Uh, With Marvel, are still going trying to recreate that magic from 2000 and from X2 as well. So that's my,
1: yeah. I just don't go back to rewatch it. Okay, I did for a while. Mm -hmm. I because I owned it on DVD and I watched it a bunch of times. I like the movie, but at this point, as you brought up earlier, like with all the superhero stuff, there's been so many of them. Yeah, because it's appreciated the or you know it sent Superman down your list. Yeah. For that reason, if you go back for other things, I go for back for so many other things before I get to it, and it's nothing against it. That's fair. It's just I'll watch two or three other X-Men movies before I get to the first one.
0: Yeah, okay. Um. All right, are we about to enter into our top fives?
1: And that was your six?
0: That was my six? Uh, then, yeah. All right.
1: So Matt, we'll uh, take a quick break and hear this word from our, uh, our sponsor.
0: And we're back. All right. Did you enjoy that break, everybody?
1: good stuff good stuff stuff. (laughs) all right matt what do you got at five my number five is lethal weapon
0: oh man that is a great one as well i'm gonna have to accept leaving that off the list though i'm gonna have to as much as i love that movie i can't take any of the other top fives off i really can't in my top five so
1: what did it not make consideration is that why you're saying that
0: yeah, I did, didn't. I didn't even put it on the list as a consideration. I guess I just totally forgot about it. Damn, that's a great bump choice. All right, bump off. Uh, bump off. What is your ten now? Bump off Rocky. I'm not going to bump off Rocky. Well, what, what's above Rocky? Born Identity. Maybe. All right. You know what? I'll bump off Born Identity. That's fine for me. I'll bump I mean, off. I mean, uh, I think you should I'll bump put, off
1: Rocky. Rocky personally, because yeah, how dare you? At least the weapon. Born was all in right. my top fourteen.
0: All right, you talked me into it. it's in my nine. It's in my nine. All right, go ahead. Actually, uh, you vent. You vent. I'm gonna go get a drink. I'm. I'm. I'm getting okay. a little parched. I'm gonna take myself off.
1: Um. It. Uh. It sucks that uh, Mel is morphing into one of the more unlikable actors of our lifetime. Uh. Because I still enjoy a couple of his movies, and uh, down to the core, they've been with me now for so long, and now just turning a blind eye to him being a wackadoo. As much as that South Park original one, where they had him bouncing off the walls and like flinging his own shit, it seems true true to life. The more the, the time passes, which is you know not the best. But you know what? I'll take this second. Um, I got a new show coming out. I'm doing with the gentleman that helped write the theme song. Uh, it's called Settle the Score. Check it out. Um, it is in essence Name That Tune with movie uh, soundtracks and scores and have people on and they're going to compete and Andy's going to be playing the music live and we're setting up and we, we made a nice little game structure. We've been working on it for the past couple of weeks and we're doing a dry run of it and then, uh, should be recording and it dropping a day after you hear this. I believe, no, no, the following, let me check guys. Let me look at the following week. So check that out. How's your, how's your drink?
0: Uh, good. Got a little water and, uh, What's going on? Oh,
1: what are this, they checking out? The show is called "Settle the Score." A new show that I'm uh, dropping in two oh, weeks. Oh, what is it? It's uh, basically name that tune with movie soundtracks and uh, oh, nice. Scores.
0: How are you? How are you, are you? Do you have a guest? Do you have? How do you? How are you doing that every week? Or is it just you?
1: No, no. no why? Uh, how would it be just me if it's name that tune?
0: I don't know, man. I'm asking you the premise of the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just laid it all out for him? Oh, you water, you get the, it's called settle the score. So search for it anywhere you get podcasts. But it's all right, there you go. Soundtracks and, and scores. Uh, so where'd you get the drink?
0: Uh, just some water, man. I've been realizing that I need to uh, drink more water and less iced tea. So I've I've started to combine the water, like half water, half iced tea, because I've gotten these uh these uh, flasks. These iron flasks have been a godsend. Uh, they're a little expensive. They're like twenty bucks each, but. Um, they allow me 30 ounces, 32 ounces of water. So it's my excuse to keep filling them up and drinking them. Uh, so, you know, and I like variety, so I got like four of them, but like, they're nice to kind of like keep using as I stay home every day doing these mm-hmm. shows. So it's nice to kind of just use one every day and then wash them again and then use one every day. So being able to take 32 ounces, of, I need to just drink more water. So it's just my way of kind of making myself drink more water. So this time it's all water, no iced tea, because I do get like kind of that salt uh, or kind of like dry throat sometimes if you okay. drink too much iced tea. So I'm trying to focus on more water.
1: You just drink straight black tea?
0: Uh, the Tajava? No, that's the problem. I put uh, equal in it and I shouldn't. Uh, okay. Yeah, I shouldn't, but I, do. Yeah.
1: I can just, well, I mean, when I was a kid, it was sweet tea. And then after sweet tea, it was sweet and low. Nice. And I put, I, drank sweet and low and then now i'll just drink it plain if i drink it but i don't i mean i used to brew myself up a big thing of it and put it in the fridge and i right. have you know that was my tea for the next week or so depending on how quickly i drank it right but yeah i've done the same thing to go buy those big Lipton, Lipton bulk pack of black tea oh nice okay. yeah and then have it you know turn it into a, a cold like iced coffee type of thing and then i've got it on hand at all times so i don't have to do it every day yeah but I stopped. I just drink water and then I have two cups of coffee during the day and that's about it.
0: Nice. Nice. I just do. Um, yeah, I don't do, I, I do the two I buy like uh, the case mm-hmm. at um, wherever I get them. I think I get them at Bristol farms or Ralph's. They sell them by the case, 12 a pack. They give you a discount for that. And then I'll just stack them on top of the refrigerator and then every day take one out and put it. And then every time I'm, I run out of one, take another one, put it right in there. Problem is that I'm putting sweetener in it. By putting sweetener in it, it's good to drink this instead of Coke. Uh, but in the end, you know, if I put sweetener in it, it doesn't 100% work for me. So I still get parched. No. So I'm trying to drink more water.
1: <clears throat> and depending on uh, what the sweetener is, it could constipate you. Mm. It makes you retain water.
0: That's never been a problem, Matt. Let's just depending.
1: move on from well, that. <laughs> just say, if you're sitting around all day, then water retention is something... True. So probably doing because you're not. Could
0: be, kid. could be. But I go four times a day, so that's cool. not an issue for me. Let's let's move on. All right. <laughs> did we say what your number five was yet?
1: Uh, yeah. Did uh, Lethal Weapon? Oh, that's right. All
0: right. We, so a, the my number five is uh, Back to the Future.
1: Okay. Yeah, I didn't make my list. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I just I watch all these. I will watch all these others before I watch that. Okay.
0: I, I I have grown to love the movie more and more as I've gotten older and um, certainly, you know, read that book. Uh, I just, just can't, you guys can't see the uh, Brad Gilmore's book is really sweet, kind of revisiting the uh, the uh, uh, the movie and the franchise itself. But I, I'm just I, it's such a happy, fun film. It's over before you know it. Michael J. Fox is great in it. And as, you, as I get further away from the 80s, it's a nice time capsule of a movie to go back mm-hmm. and rewatch and remember, you know, remember when it felt like it was a more innocent time when it was a more relaxed time when we felt like everyone was cool. And of course it wasn't true, but you have these ideas in your head of what it felt like, you know, and what the reaction yeah. and the experience was like of the eighties. And uh, it's certainly my formative years. So it just, it's a nice time capsule for me. So it's great to go back and the songs are great. The, Michael J. Fox before, of course, he sadly had uh, got Parkinson's. Um, You see what he goes. Christopher Lloyd's fantastic. And the humor so works. All of it is just very sweet. Um, And, of course, some people have mentioned that it's a little problematic, obviously, because him and his mom are kind of macking each other, which is a little weird. Or mom is macking her son. But in the 80s, it just felt innocent. You know, now, of course, you couldn't do it. But back then, it just felt a little innocent. And Leah Thompson, who's absolutely gorgeous in the movie, and Biff, all of it just kind of works. Uh, and once again, it's that underdog story, right? Uh, Michael J. Fox is yeah. not necessarily the underdog, but the family's an underdog. And so seeing them fight through things that if you just stand for what you believe in, and just fight for the things you believe in. You never know what can happen in your life. Uh, instead of being bullied by people, uh, you're willing to take the hits and find a way out. You know? so it's like, it's, you know, uh, I like it. I like it. That's all I'll tell you. Um, anything you want to
1: say? <laughs> no, it's all, it's all uh, exceedingly true. I just, I've seen it so many effing times. And I get it's it. It's going to be on for the rest of my life. It'll be on Absolutely. at some capacity. Yeah. Uh, but I'll search out every one of these others before I search because I just know it's going to be on.
0: Yep. 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 All right. What's your number uh, four, my man?
1: My four is Die
0: Hard. Uh, that is a slight punt. Slight punt. Okay. 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 What's uh, your four? Uh, my four is Alien, which is a punt from earlier. Okay. I love this movie, Matt. And, oh, it's uh, great. Right. I, I like it. I even like it most of the days. Most I, I would say overall, I like it more than Aliens, although Aliens is a fun movie to watch. Alien is a fucking masterpiece. Yes. And of horror. And, uh, you know, people now use the term elevated horror, but there's always been elevated horror. And this is, in essence, an elevated horror and, and sci fi um, and this feeling of this impending doom on a ship. Because people didn't follow protocol, people chose personal relationships over protocol. Right? She's a warrant officer. She's a woman. They're not listening to her. You have a male-dominated crew, uh, and they're like, "Our friend is hurt. Fuck you and your rules." And it ends up killing them all. You know. So it's just like this idea of, well, yeah, this is the once again the pandemic type thing. Oh, my, my brother and my sister has it. We got to save them. It was like, no. Keep them in quarantine. They're not allowed to come out. Yeah. You, As much as you may want to hug your brother or your sister, or your family member or friend, you cannot touch them because of what they have. And yes, you have to accept it. Or Thanks else you spread job. it to everybody else. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's just that kind of thing. Uh, but, oh, but also great action, great dialogue. The violence is brutal. Um, uh, the image of the alien itself, of course, became better as the series went along, but certainly is yeah. still scary as hell in this, uh, movie with the slow opening of the mouth and the acid dripping off its... or, or whatever it is that it's dripping off its mouth. Mm. You're just like, oh my god! You know, so all of it. And a great cast.
1: Fantastic cast. Oh, stellar cast. Right? Um, And it didn't really matter that the alien wasn't as good as it is later on because it's always in the shadows kind of yeah. working. And it's right. more about the impending threat uh, yeah. overall. I just love that the, when they're down in the, the belly of the ship, you know what I mean? In yeah, they, yeah. The... Yafet Kodo and is that Harry Dean Stanton? Works? Yes, yeah, and there's like chains, yeah, for no reason, and, exactly, and dripping off of like steam pipes and yeah, stuff, yeah, like kind yeah. of it like it has that atmosphere, like it's the bottom of a ship, like yeah. a, you know, a destroyer or a battleship or something. Yep, it's like this doesn't make any sense, and in no way does that, it feel strange. It <laughs> no, somehow, it fits, yeah. Ridley Scott really built out this world, uh, so well. It's It's got the right amount of psychological terror as well as the, the physical terror of, the, you know, the alien eating people or popping out of the chest popper. Yeah. And all yeah. that stuff. And it's more about the impending doom, whereas yeah. aliens is over the top just doom.
0: It, yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Just doom. Just well, absolute
1: doom. They look up in the the rafters up in the, the above the ceiling, whatnot. Ugh. Yeah. And to see those things crawling on all four sides, like that's, that's horror movie. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. It's excellently done, but that's the threat is ever present in that movie.
0: And what helps the film too is the fact that these guys aren't trained to handle this shit. They're a, they're a a repair unit or whatever they are, like a scavenger. Yeah. Or a mechanical thing. Yeah. They're not built to fight these things off or or soldiers or anything like that. So
1: isn't it just a distress signal that they're,
0: From a, a moon yeah. right around that area. Yeah, yeah. LV We've been established now
1: in numerous space movies, if those go out, then the letter of the law is the closest ship has to go. It doesn't matter what yeah. they're doing.
0: Right. Well, just like in the maritime. Yeah. You know, like when Titanic put out this thing, it was was it the Carpathian that was the closest one? I think it was the Carpathian that was the closest one. They made a beeline. I know it's um, a C. Yeah, It didn't make it. Huh?
1: I, I said, I know it's a sea. I thought it was like the Californian yeah. or something like that, but I know it's a sea. <laughs> Californian dude. So yeah, was, that, that was the first thing. <laughs> California. Like just could have been. The, is it, yeah.
0: Cal- is it yeah. Carpathia? Carpathia. Carpathia. Yeah, yeah. it's RMS Carpathia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, all right. Yeah, because it, na- it navigated the ice fields for two hours before it finally got to freaking Titanic and it sunk by that point. Um. All right. So where are we at? Do number three or my number? F- my number number three.
1: Uh, my three is a punt from you earlier with just Star Wars. Oh, wow, that
0: high. Rewatchability. Okay. Yeah,
1: you're right. You're right. I've seen it a lot, and unlike Back to the Future, I seek it out to watch it again. And much as I may have varying degrees of enjoyment of what came after, some yeah. very, very high, yeah, um, and others very, very low, mm-hmm. this thing created the, the true definition of a film franchise. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah.
1: What everybody else is striving to be is Star Wars.
0: Yep. It's very, very true, my man.
1: Yeah. So, you know, your Harry Potters, your MCUs, your doesn't matter, throw a dart. They're all trying to be the next Star Wars. And on some level, it's almost like you can't.
0: Yeah. It was like, a once in a lifetime thing. You're yeah, never going to recapture it.
1: And it still has the hook on the next generation. Yeah. So this thing's going to be around. It's going gonna, it's gonna to live on. George Lucas made something that's going to live for quite a few generations, more than likely.
0: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely agree, bud.
1: Uh, and it's, yeah, I will still go back and rewatch it. it. You know, it's its Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, going,
0: walking into this world of uh, geek punditry over the last five years, Star Wars has been the number one thing that everyone kind of talks about or refers to or argues about or gets into. Uh, and it is for a very good reason. It's a damn good movie, the first one. Uh, And it lays the groundwork for everything that's coming and why people still hold on to this franchise and come back to this franchise is that Star Wars movie. So, yeah, a thousand percent agree with you, man. It is exactly what it it set out to be and it's accomplishes it. And I think Empire Strikes Back uh, is a better film, which is why I think sometimes for me, Star Wars, uh, New Hope doesn't rank as high overall, but that's a tough bar to, 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 to clear. So you can't fault it too much for that.
1: The, to me, the the difference between Empire and A New Hope isn't the chasm it is between those two and everything not named Rogue One on some level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Uh, even though I love, you know, Return of the Jedi, the Ewoks are problematic as an adult now, which true. it just doesn't make a lot of sense. I still love the movie because it was pure magic as a kid. I think yeah. it may be the first movie that I ever saw numerous times in the theater. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I, okay. I, I was the perfect age. I'd grown yeah. up. I had all the toys. The new release was coming. It was more amazing than my small brain could have ever fathomed. <laughs> and it cemented my love of, and that's why I'm one of those people that still has a fascination, just like you and countless millions and yeah. millions yeah, yeah. of others. Um, uh, all so right. That's my, it's, it's my three for that reason.
0: Okay. Uh, then my three is uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark.
1: That's my number two. Okay. All right.
0: Uh, I mean, what can you say about the film? We've said it a million times. Fantastic stuff. Great way to start a franchise. Harrison Ford is so damn good in this movie. And, you know, if you're going to break out of the Star Wars stereotype, does it quickly by creating another character mm-hmm. much like uh Sylvester Stone breaking out of the Rocky stereotype creates Rambo. You could have another character that you could sink into and kind of make your own. It makes people kind of like, okay, let go of one thing. It's yeah. like folks on the other. Plus, the action Spielberg does such a great job in this movie. Lucas uh, uh, writing and I think or producing it, all of it it uh, just works so well. It's so enjoyable, so fun. Yeah, the Marion Ravenwood, I'll still argue and die on that hill that they kind of sideline her a little bit after introducing her as a badass. But overall, I love that she's in the movie. I love that she has the back and forth with Indy. Uh, they have that chemistry the, from way back when, and uh, it's still funny. It's still enjoyable. It's still adventurous as hell, uh, and it's still one of those. It's a, it's, it's a classic. It's, you know, I know people like a modern classic. This one's a classic, bar none, man. So yeah,
1: it's Andy is in the discussion for my favorite movie character of all time.
0: Wow, that's strong. That's a strong, right. strong statement
1: from from Jump Street. It's it's a character that I always felt I could be.
0: Yeah, I can And I
1: loved uh, paleontology as a kid, so archaeology was not that far off. Right, right. And it just captured a lot of my imagination for those reasons, and because that movie, I loved Temple of the Doom as a kid, and then Last Crusade is my favorite in the series. But it's yes. it's like a one A one B. Yep. Like Raiders is still some of the best movie making to me. It's pure mm-hmm. escapism, but. It's it's grounded, uh, characters that you can identify with, a story that is fun but also kind of challenges you a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely. So, you know, it it it's Raiders, it's my number two. It only gets beat by one other just because of what the one other is.
0: Right. Because Last Crusade is fantastic.
1: Um Yeah, no, I meant on my overall list.
0: Oh oh sorry. Yes, or oh, for the first films in yeah. the franchise. Okay. Like, it's a yeah. tough
1: not number one, but it's like the other one is okay. the other one.
0: Um. Okay. So then I just would jump to my number two, which is uh, Die Hard. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude. I mean, look, it's still a great, great movie. Yeah. It still works. It's still fun. The dialogue is all good. You can't deconstruct it with twenty twenty eyes. You'd be like, oh, this is problematic. This is an issue. There's none of that throughout this movie. From the beginning, she is a woman who is, a, who, is who wants to get out of this marriage. They're mm-hmm. having trouble. She uses her maiden name because she doesn't want to cause problems with the Japanese uh, uh, situation that she's in, uh, Japanese business situation that she's in. He is upset because she changed her name to be the maiden name. He's hurt by that, but he's still willing to work on their relationship. So he flies out yep. to, to have this uh, kind of situation. Then it all blows up in his face, and he has to use his wits and his keen and his troubleshooting instincts and still be a sarcastic, badass. Who's over his head the whole time, In mm-hmm. over his head the whole time, and somehow figure out a way. And then you throw in Reginald Bell Johnson, who's a great, and he's not played like the stereotypical uh, no. black sidekick cop. No, he's got his own thing. He's got his own inner life. He's got his own thing that he's working about, about having shot a kid and the guilt of that. A black police officer in 1988, 89, when this film came out, talking about feeling the guilt of killing a child uh, because he mistook the child holding something in his hand as something else. And that is wow. Even in 2020, people trying to dissect police in movies, that is still an untouchable thing. So throughout, that's why I think this film is still so great and it's a great villain and Rickman in a classic classic uh, portrayal all of it.
1: Yeah. that In and of itself this movie launched Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman. Mm -hmm. This, this.
0: Absolutely.
1: And in hindsight looking back like the story and the execution, it seems like it was a no brainer hit. Yeah. This is unproven across the board. Um, and it is so completely successful from the opening scene to the close. Yep. Yep. Like, yep. It's over the top action star action and yet done quasi realistically. Yeah. Like the explosion yeah. on the top of the building and he's using the fire hose thing. Right. And you're like. Yeah, you know, I kind of buy that. <laughs> I do a little bit. It doesn't make any sense. No, it no. just slaps against the ledge and holds <laughs> enough for him to eventually break through that glass, which more yeah. than likely is unbreakable. Yes. Um, or would take more force than you can generate just swinging into it, type of thing. Although he yeah. does shoot his gun eventually and then swings yeah. through. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just as it, just as it goes over the side. The top of the hose, and then begins to take him down, and he's got to unloosen the all of it, one after this, as if this wasn't enough, and they pile it on, and you walk away going, "That that that seems real."
0: (laughs) I I totally buy that. I totally totally, buy that. Every time, every time, the the thing is great about is every time you think he's out of the situation, something new comes along to drag him back into it, right? Just like you said, the thing he jumps using that hose, and then just when you think it's like unbelievable, they make the thing that helped him be the thing that might drag him out through the window to be killed.
1: Right. What I think sells it too is, so he he's on his back and he's getting dragged and he's got his feet down on that board. Yeah. um, That was part of something. I don't even know what. Right. But it's slowing it. And you can see the terror on his face. (laughs) I have to get this off as opposed to like being exceedingly cool. Yeah. Right. In
0: this moment. Right. Which is how other action stars would have played it. Right. If it wasn't
1: straight, if that was Schwarzenegger, he would have oh, just yeah. been able to pull it off, no problem, and then do this army roll over to his right, and then he's into a fighting stance instantly. Yep. Like, yeah, like, Because it's an army movie. You have different expectations. Right. Uh, yeah, but it's just crazy that this launch, Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman, who didn't ever really do much anything else like this.
0: No, no, true. Never played really a villain quite like this. Yeah. Has played villains, obviously, but not quite sure. like this. Certainly in Robin Hood. He was uh, the villain there. Um, but also uh, Reginald L. Johnson got uh, you know, Family Matters off of this film for sure. I, he, I, I don't think there's any way matters. he gets
1: that. Okay. For some reason I thought that that was already, or maybe that that makes more sense.
0: Right? I don't think he had that before.
1: Or they came out at the same time type of 88,
0: thing. 88 is Die Hard.
1: It was Family Matters like 91?
0: Let me see. I think worked a lot, dude. Uh No, Family Matters is not too. By the way, he was in Remo Williams, too. And oh. he's in Crocodile Dundee. He's the chauffeur. Yeah, he's the
1: chauffeur. I remember that. Remember that. He pulls uh, up a little thing and turns it into a boomer- boomerang then hands it back to him, and he's kind of like, what the?
0: Family Matters is 1989, so the next year, bro. Okay. So maybe it was so in my, conversation. But- yeah,
1: my guess is while he was in production for that, he had enough heat to then audition for the other, mm-hmm. and he booked the other. So as soon as this one finishes, and then they start taping that one. Yeah. Still though, you're right. It came out before Family Matters.
0: Yeah, it went for nine years, bro. I hope he got a good oh. paycheck out of that.
1: I watched for the first couple of years. Yeah. He's TV still Fridays. Working. I was the right age. It was nine or ten. Ten.
0: He's still apparently there was another Crocodile Dundee film that came out in, in July of this year called The Very Excellent Mister Crocodile Dundee, and it is Paul Hogan. And Mel Gibson. Oh, no, no. Uh, Chevy Chase is in it?
1: Yeah, I think it's... Oh, is it kind of a documentary thing? It's, I think it's more Playful. like real life about Hogan
0: Oh, being okay. the guy
1: that became this, I believe.
0: So like a mockumentary a little bit? Kind of, yes. Okay, okay. Well,
1: he's in it. <laughs> so got action stuff, if memory serves. I've seen a clip, like a, a oh. chunk of the trailer, but not the whole trailer.
0: i got to find this. I'm, I'm going to watch this shit. I'm going to find this.
1: Um, You'll be disappointed considering you didn't even know it existed.
0: No, right, well, yeah, because that third one was or, I mean, the second and third one are terrible, terrible The
1: second one is the first one in reverse Yeah, it's right, exactly
0: movie. Great point, great point
1: uh, um, It's like all right. the hangover, and then the hangover And <sighs> then the hangover, it's like yeah, You Those made the same ones. movie I could
0: have put that, I mean, that's one that could have been Considered too
1: It was never a real considered, I liked the first one, but I yeah. wasn't Crazy for it like everybody else Gotcha,
0: alright, what's your uh, What's your number one, my man?
1: He's The Godfather Yeah that's the answer.
0: Same, same. Skyfather.
1: It's like, when but, you put it up against it, 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 do I watch and enjoy on, on most levels, Raiders more? Yes. But for filmmaking, the height of filmmaking, yeah. the stories you can tell, I, I, in no way do I think Spielberg would go, well, this is bullshit. Like there's no way that this yeah. <laughs> to Coppola's face and their buddies. Like I think, yeah. he full well knows now if he wants to have that argument with other of Coppola's work. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe you put something else of Spielberg's up against Godfather if you want yeah. To a discussion. Yeah, but it's the it's the Godfather. Yeah, the only thing that beats the Godfather to me is Godfather 2.
0: Uh, yeah, Godfather two is better than Godfather in my opinion, and yeah. I think we're both in the same camp for that as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that that film is it changed everything because people don't people don't remember now because it's like 1972 when it came out, but mm-hmm. like the, you didn't make gangster films like this. They yeah. didn't make them into classics. That people revered. It was a B movie genre, uh, yeah. and there were a lot of films that were made that were gangster films, like Public Enemies or or White Heat, that we all respect and love now in retrospect. But yeah. like at the time, they weren't seen as these like you know best pictures or whatever. Uh, but they certainly were enjoyed. Uh, but was
1: it? Uh, Murrow, like that—that's what you expected from. Mm. Ha, see, ha. Oh yeah, Edward G. Robinson. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Robinson. I was thinking right. no, it's Edward R. Murrow. I was thinking <laughs> was Edward. I knew it was an Edward letter.
0: You were there. You're almost there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, Edward. Yeah, G., yeah exactly. That, that is, is a
1: gangster film, and it's, yes, it's, it's how some people look Little at Caesar. westerns now, because westerns aren't part of the culture anymore. So to them, it's all right. the. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know it's a fucking western. Like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. but there's good ones. There's Um,
0: great ones, man. Yeah. Um, But yeah, but this one and and this one just changed. And once again, you talk about launching people, launch Pacino. James Kahn had done some stuff before, but this was the movie. It made people remember how great of an actor Brando could be. Yeah. Talia Shire is introduced here. Uh, She'll go on, of course, to do Rocky like a few years later. Uh, Jimmy Kahn. Yeah. So I'm saying James Kahn, Yeah. James Kahn was uh, he had done some things before the movie, but then boom. Right, right, um, uh, and so it's like there were there was all these people, even John Cazale, who had done you know who was, was would do what Dog Day Afternoon and a Deer Hunter
1: that after. yeah, that came this after. Is,
0: this is where we see him first, yeah, 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 to see what he can do, and so all of that throughout. Um, and plus, it tells a pretty imp- oh yeah, And Diane Keaton as well, who had, mm-hmm. you know this is before Annie Hall, so this is where you're getting a you know a taste of of what Diane Keaton can do. And it's so interesting. And, you know, Fish, Abe Vigoda's in this shit, Clemenza's in this shit. So you just have like, you just have this feeling when you're watching this uh, that this is more than just a gangster film. And we don't have Sopranos and we don't have Godfather. No. We don't have Goodfellas. We don't have any of the gangster genre that we've seen over the last, what, 40 years that has been so incredible. There's no way yeah. we don't we see it without the Godfather.
1: Gangster is now prestige. Yeah, right. People automatically assume, oh, you're doing a gangster, are you going for an Oscar?
0: Yeah. There's an expectation.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It, it, it trickles on down. I mean, look at Black Mass. Maybe not the movie, but you right. can think of now Johnny Depp as potentially getting an Oscar nod for a movie like that.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah.
1: Just each and every time. Yeah. That's why Scorsese, you know, likes the topic, and also everybody else likes the topic as well. It's <laughs> well right.
0: All right, um, let's do this. Uh, well, that's our separate list. Let's combine this list uh, and get on out of here. All right. Um, all right, so number one, clearly the Godfather.
1: Yeah. All right. Two, uh, we both have, where do you have Raiders again? Three, I have Raiders right? at
0: three, right. and it's I have okay. Die Hard at two.
1: Yeah, I have Die Hard at four. Okay. So Raiders at two. No. All right. Um. So let's see. You have Star Wars at what? Uh, Eight. All right. So we have three, eight there. And then we have, do you have Alien at four?
0: Yeah, I have Alien at four.
1: So we have four, eight there. We have six, seven Jaws and now Lethal Weapon, five, ten? Five, nine. Five nine. Yeah. So I would say then Star Wars alien, lethal weapon. Okay. Jaws alien. No, no, alien. Then Jaws, yeah, closes out, I guess. All right. Okay. All right. Let's do it.
0: Sounds good to me.
1: We got eight, nine, and ten left. Okay. Uh, we both have matrix, right?
0: Right, yeah. Number I had number six matrix. I matrix is now. Oh. Do we do back to the future yet? I had that at five. I'm sorry.
1: Well, yeah, but just getting all oh, yeah. the commonality yeah. out of the gotcha, way. Gotcha, so, yeah, gotcha. Back to the future would be next.
0: Okay.
1: And I got my number
0: nine. Which is October. Alright, so is Godfather on the list, Die Hard on the list, Raiders on the list, Alien on the list, Back to the Future on the list, X-Men, that's my... uh, uh, No, sorry. X-Men is under Jaws. So that's my... You're eight? Yeah.
1: Okay, so X-Men.
0: But no, you know what? No, put Hunt for Red October. It's a better film. I got no problem with it. It's a better film. Boom, All right. Here we go. The top ten best... First films in a franchise, yeah. At number 10. The Hunt for Red October. At number nine. Back to the Future. At number eight. The Matrix. At number seven. Jaws. At number six.
1: Lethal Weapon. (laughs) At number five. Alien. I looked over at something else real quick. At number four. Star Wars.
0: At number three. Die Hard. And number two, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And our number one first film in a franchise
1: is the only real choice. The Godfather. All
0: right. Well, there you go. Thank you all so much for watching uh, this episode of the top 10 or listening to this episode of the top 10 show. We appreciate it. However you consume our show. We appreciate it. Madly. Anything we need to tell? Anything we need to tell them Uh, Oh, We need to get to Charles
1: Clark's list, don't we? Yes, we do. Yeah. Just about to bring that up. Nice, uh, nice memory there, sir. My bad. I forgot. Um, So he wrote this, ended up being a very tough list to put together. I tried to rank my films based on their strength within the franchise. Okay. All right. In addition to their strength as an individual film. Mm. So many of these films are great, which is why they launch franchises. Here's the list. At 10, he's got Trek. Wow. Okay. At nine, he's got A New Hope. Wow. At eight, he's got Raiders. Wow. Wow. At eight. Okay. Seven, he's got Iron Man. Okay. Sure.
0: Certainly a consideration.
1: Yeah. Six is Planet of the Apes, 1968. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. I don't, I never watched those. I never really got it. Oh, really? Okay. Five is uh, Rocky. Yes. Four is Toy Story. Okay. Three is Die Hard. Okay. Two is Jurassic Park. All right. And number one is Alien.
0: Wow. So we're right around the same thing with the Alien.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's got a number of the same movies, but he's loved Jurassic Park, Toy Story, Planet of the Apes, Iron Man, and Shrek.
0: Okay. Okay. But thank you, you. Charles. Yeah. Thank you, Charles. Appreciate you suggesting the topic. We had a great time counting it down, and thank you all so much uh, for listening and uh, watching the show. Uh, Make sure you... Uh, watch the Golden Ticket as well. That's been blown up Uh, every Monday. We drop a new episode of the Golden Ticket for you all to consume. Thanks to all our patrons who are participating in that. We're lining up the next set of uh, episodes to shoot, so we're excited Mm -hmm. uh, to see what we got. And all these matches have been great fun, and the fans have been incredible uh, being a part of the Golden Ticket as well.
1: Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, can't wait to do some more. And uh, shout-outs will be coming on next week's show. It'll be a week late, but you're still getting them. So uh, we didn't forget about you. Um, So we will get to that next week. And you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. And Drop It Dimes comes out on Wednesdays and Thursdays. And then look uh, for Settle the Score. You can find that anywhere you get podcasts. Just settle out. Pardon me. Just search out Settle the Score.
0: Nice, nice. And uh, don't forget, uh, we have launched uh, uh, masks. We have launched our logo on masks. We're doing that, Matt. Um, We're going to put the link. Where are we going to put the link for people to get it?
1: We'll put it in, in the description of this description. and yeah, in our tweets and it's over at tspring.com, T-E-E-Spring.com. Uh, you should just be able to search out the top 10 with the number 10 and find it over there. But otherwise just look anywhere on our social media or where you download this and there'll be yeah. a link in there. there uh, you go. and you can pick it up there and, yeah. uh, the p- 15 bucks a piece to get shipped right to your house. They look snazzy. Um, yeah. Um, and we so and we,
0: doing? We, we went with the fold ones, So they feel a little more close to what the medical stuff is. And uh, it's a positive look overall. And you're and you're repping the show with the logo. So go and give it some love and buy a mask there because this thing isn't going away anytime soon. So uh, why not be, uh wear, you know, be a little fashionable and wear us around and uh, promote the show as well.
1: Yeah. Um, One day when the Smithsonian is coming to archive all our show, <laughs> the limited run of masks we did is going to be from a very specific period in the, the yes. history of this show so you want to own that it's an artifact in essence That's
0: true so right next to indiana jones's whip uh and magnum pi's yeah. or no his jacket is much
1: like those this one pro- uh, provides eternal life as well so <laughs> please get it before the nazis do now oh, come on doing. get it before the nazis do so it's the uh, like, rally like and it. cry get it before the nazis do i if whether it's a mask or democracy guys be out there <laughs> Get it before the fucking Nazis. Do. Can,
0: you, can you tell what we were talking about before we started the show? All right. You
1: can find him at the NBA. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> that's right. I'm Matt, Matt knows,
0: find me at the Roca says on Twitter, and on Instagram, and definitely follow all the shows that Matt is doing. And you can see the shows I'm doing as well on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash John Roca says all the great shows going on there. Just launched that first episode of Jedi way with me and Laura Kelly and impolite truths with me and Darina Arellano. our political show on there as well. So, go on there's something for everybody there so go take give some love there as well all right we'll talk to you next time uh, on another brand new episode of the top 10 show Ooh!